I'm really weird. Uh, I or I really like uh, the Mac and iOS volume adjustment mm-hmm. because it's a uh, a zero through sixteen setting. I've never counted the the pips. <clears throat> there's pips. It's a great word for it. Yeah, there's sixteen pips to go from zero to max, maximum mm-hmm. volume, and I really, really, really like when things are numbered in a number that's in the powers of two sequence that's valid uh which is the most like obsessive like math nerd i mean it's pretty nerdy thing in the world but like this goes so far as like i try to like keep things in stock at work in in powers of two in quantities of powers of two wow so like the, the powers of two is two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, one twenty-eight, yes, etc. Yes. Et I, I understand what you're saying when you when you say that, but our listeners yeah. at home might not. Yeah. So anything. Our listeners is, at home are morons. Yeah. Uh, you know who who will understand what you're talking about? My mother, because she's a math teacher. Oh, good. <laughs> um. So I really like if I'm like I you know I really want this to be half volume. I know yeah. it's eight. That's that's funny. And then quarter volume, but I also have a problem where um I can't let myself set the volume to an odd number of pips oh wow so if i and my so my standard is usually like if i'm listening to a podcast or something on on my phone it's usually at half volume yeah at eight but if i'm like "Eh, it just needs to be a little bit louder i always go up two you gotta get to ten i can't go up one i just can't let my volume be at nine instead of ten that's so weird Uh, i did almost the opposite of that not with volume uh but in my teenage years and my my ever growing attempts to be a nonconformist I uh, decided <laughs> that there that when I was microwaving something only when I was microwaving something and setting a timer for the microwave mm-hmm. uh, that there was no real reason for it to end in zero zero so okay. like if for microwaving something for three minutes I would do like 303 <laughs> Uh, or 316 or just like different like i would just put different numbers on the end because like the difference between three minutes and three minutes three seconds is nothing well when you're microwaving generally so. speaking uh with the microwaves i was using it was the one at my home and the one of my dorms didn't have like the three minute button like my microwave now i hit three and it goes for three minutes yeah yeah it's a one button start and that's great from a user experience user interface perspective uh-huh. uh but i was like if i have to hit three zero zero start there's no different in my effort of hitting 259 start. Right. Or 303 start. It's the same number of button pushes. And and you just did like so if you were if you were heating up something, say like doing popcorn and it always yeah. needed to be three minutes, and you would just do a different thing that was close to three minutes yeah. every time. That's the most like teenage angsty like <laughs> I like I need to be different from everybody. Oh, absolutely. I've yeah. Ever heard. Yeah. That's it's incredible. pretty it's pretty great. Um, have you ever used a microwave without uh, time selection buttons, but with a turn knob dial? Yeah, yeah, I've used a dial. I love that kind of microwave, and mm-hmm. that's the that's like my dream microwave. I want a microwave where you can't push a button and enter a time, or yeah. push like a one for one minute. I want just a you turn a dial, and that's it. And then it un- and you let go, and it starts at that yeah. time. I mean that's again user experience. That's a it's a minimally uh, 
minimal effort sort of thing. You're trying to dial to the appropriate right. number. Like, it's but always it, the same action. But it's actually, like, more effort. Because you're, eh, you're going bit, for a specific yeah. time. You have to, like, turn it and watch fiddle. it and get it just right. That's valid. Um, I just love that So idea. I've used older microwaves that, that were dial-based instead mm-hmm. of button-based, like old TVs. And uh, in generally my experiences with them, like, I'm sure there's fancy ones that, like, show me a number as I turn the dial uh, more like a stereo number or something like that, which right. would be valid. And I've seen stoves that do that as well, mm-hmm. or ovens, not stoves. But when I've dealt with microwaves that had the dial thing, there were usually two things that really bugged me about them. Uh, one of them was the dial never felt accurate. Like it didn't feel like it was moving consistently or didn't feel like the time was accurate in oh, terms of that. Oh, that would be a problem. And that, and that bugged me. Uh, but more so, every time I did this, the microwave was, it's, was old enough that I would open it up and the microwave was still going. That's bad. I mean, it's it's funny because I like very small amounts of microwave radiation are not going to do damage to you, right? In ever like it's right. it's it's safe enough. Yeah, microwaves are very safe. But uh, the, it was just the act of opening it up and like it's still on. <laughs> unexpectedly yeah, yeah that's gonna be well, because now it's like you open a microwave even if it's on no matter what the timer is you open it up it stops it's a fail safe it just kills the the magnometer mm-hmm. that's the, the i think it's the name of the thing inside of it magnetron magnetron it's called a magnetron it's pronounced megatron oh okay <laughs> it makes so much more sense uh but so like it turns off and the light turns off so you know it's off right and but i've, I've experienced these as recently as a couple years ago where like I open it and it's still making noises and I'm like, is it is it hmm. on? Is that a fan? The light's still on? I'm like, this doesn't And that's the kind of the problem with the way microwaves work is you can't immediately tell if there's microwaves happening or yeah. if it's just the light and the fan that are mm-hmm. on. Like if an oven is left on accidentally, you're like, oh shoot, it's hot. This <laughs> oven's still hot. Yeah. I forgot to turn it off. But like you could just leave a microwave on with the door open. And be microwaving yourself, and not I, I know. could, I don't like, I, yeah. I, I just, it was, it's very weird. Yeah, that would, that would make me feel like I was in danger. And, and like, I even know the science of like how microwaves work, and they, they heat up and vibrate the molecules on the external parts of stuff, which is why things get hot on the outside but still cold on the inside when you microwave them. Mm-hmm. Hot pockets. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a uh, reference to Jim Gaffigan's famous hot pockets piece. Yes. Yeah, but. And then the, the heat on the exterior part, like, warms up the inside of it. And so it takes time. And, and right. that's why things cook weirdly in microwaves or in different ways in microwaves. Yeah. And so, like, I know, like, for short-term microwave interaction, it's going to make my skin hot. Like, that's... Right. Like, that's the... And, and if it's for, you know, a matter of seconds, it's not even going to do that. But I still freak out about it when I open up a microwave and it doesn't turn off. Yeah, you think you're going to, like... Uh, turn into a superhero and get some kind of superpowers? Uh, that would be awesome, but no, <laughs> because I know what radiation poisoning actually does. <laughs> I just thought it like turns you into Spider-Man. Yeah. I've been meaning to read, uh, that reminds me of uh, the Wild Card series of books. Uh, which Enlighten is, me. Uh, it's a series of uh, books that are often called like mosaic novels. Is, is a sort of the term they've developed for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's usually like an individual book in the series is an interconnected set of stories, each written by a different author. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. 
not an anthology because there's someone who's sort of like guiding the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that person is George R.R. R. Martin in the case of the Wildcard series. Okay. Author of Game of Thrones and other books, I'm sure. Right. Um, but he, he started editing and, and sort of created this series called The Wild Cards uh, decades D- ago. Does he write any of it himself? Occasionally. Oh, okay. um, he's, he mostly edits them. Um, and there's a, there's a stable of writers who typically write most of the work. That's interesting. It is. It's really neat. Um, my trouble is most of them are straight white dudes, and I'm not reading straight white dudes right now. So mm. like, I'm like, ah, I'll, get, I'll get to it eventually. But uh, they've been published by a bunch of different publishing houses because they, the rights keep bouncing around and stuff like that. But it's they're neat. But they take place in a world where um, in the, I want to say 40s, an event happened uh, that turned, uh, I think it was a chemical warfare sort of thing, but it affected the entire planet and the entire population. And most of the people uh, were unaffected. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very small percentage of them gained superpowers. Nice. And the rest became horribly, horribly mutated and became second-class citizens immediately. Oh, not nice. Um, which I thought was like <laughs> sort of this really interesting like take on the superhero world. Right. Of like, okay, you've got your superheroes. Uh, those are called aces because there's a lot of card terminology in, the, in this universe. Okay. And then you've got your jokers who are all like terrible, misfigured, have no benefits. Hmm. You know, they just might have their lungs on the outside. I, I made that one up in particular, but I don't. That's a that fits within the universe, right? And it just got optioned for a TV series. Nice, yeah. So it's I think uh, I think it's a really neat idea, but you know, radiation in the real world like turns you into one of those, not gives you superpowers, right? That's where that was coming from. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever gotten superpowers. No, um. Now I've had lots of drugs, like, you know, uh, Lance Armstrong. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, We should talk about Lance Armstrong sometime. Um, Speaking of television shows, follow-up from previous recording Mm -hmm. where we talked a lot about Breaking Bad. We have talked a lot about Breaking Bad. Yeah, and I talked about my, uh, like I mentioned that it made me want to watch Breaking Bad again. Uh Um, So I watched... Three episodes of Breaking Bad. Okay. I watched Fly. Sure. And then Great I watched episode. the one before Ozymandias and then Ozymandias. Cool. So you did not watch the finale. That's an interesting choice. No, because it was like another, I think it was another like two episodes until yeah. the finale. Okay. But I just watched those and I was like, yeah, Breaking Bad was good. And I got it out of my system. Because <laughs> I was like, after talking about it for yeah. so long, I was like itching. I was like, oh, it's such a good show. I should rewatch it. But. I feel good now. Like, I feel purged. It's fascinating to me that you watched, I mean, arguably the two of the best episodes, both right. directed by Ryan Johnson. Right. Because I think, I think they are, like, the two best episodes. Yeah. Um, but I just needed, I needed those because those are the ones that, like, stick in my brain uh-huh. the most. I just, it's like picking a scab. I just needed that <laughs> satisfaction to be You got it out and you're good. Um, Have you seen any other Ryan Johnson stuff? Um, I've seen uh, Looper. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Brick. Which you should watch. Brick. Is has he done anything before that? Uh, he also did a movie called The Brothers Bloom. I haven't seen that one either. Which I own and still haven't watched. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think that was Ryan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is cred. him. Uh, I'm really excited for him to do the next Star Wars. Yeah, because um, I hope it's if he makes a Star Wars movie that feels anyway like his Breaking Bad episodes. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be good. a really good movie. Yeah. 
but I have chosen the next TV show that I'm going to watch. Yeah. And I apologize to you because it is not Buffy it's a- and it is not Star Trek. <laughs> okay. Um, after watching the first presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I watched that. Um, I also, yeah, that was an experience. But after watching that, I thought I need to do, I need to do something that will prepare me for either a Donald Trump presidency or a Hillary Clinton presidency. So I decided that I'm going to uh, rewatch for the second time Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> That's not a new show you're going to watch. It's not your next show. I mean, it is. I it mean, is it my is your next. It's the show. next show I'm going to watch. Yeah. But I've been like for like a year. I've been like kind of feeling that itch to rewatch Battlestar. Yeah. Uh, and it will prepare me for a female presidency, because uh, <laughs> President Roslin is the spoilers. Whatever for the that's first, first episode. That's first episode. <laughs> uh, but it will also prepare me for a Donald Trump presidency because uh, it is set. The show Battlestar is set, and after a massive, horrible disaster that causes the near end of human civilization. Uh, and I feel like that. I thought you were going to say because of Gaius Baltar. <laughs> <laughs> no more Mr. Nice Gaius. That's my favorite line from the show. I don't remember that line. He, I also stopped watching the show uh, around the beginning of season three. Yeah? Yeah. It's a, it was a time where you could stop watching yeah. the show. It's a very filled with faults show, but it's, yeah. it's uh, I like it. I was expecting you were going to go with uh, The West Wing. No, I fell asleep watching the first episode of the west wing a couple months ago wow um and that didn't make me want to watch it anymore <laughs> west wing's really good yeah uh, I've, I've, heard I've not from, finished it uh, i've heard from I've many seen the people first three seasons um and a lot of people think that the first four are the only ones worth watching i've I, a lot of people don't think that because that's when uh aaron sorkin left uh huh. Um, and and when I watched West Wing the first time, it was when I was in like I'm my I'm in love with Aaron Sorkin phase. Yep. I've since fallen out of that phase. I don't love Aaron Sorkin as much because uh-huh. I think uh, I think he has further indulged in more things that are Aaron Sorkin-y. He's he's gotten more like himself. Yes. He has a style, and he's been delving deeper into it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, being a former Aaron Sorkin fan. And I say former, like not that I just like his I still think Sports Night is an amazing television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was was doing things that sitcoms weren't doing at that point in time. Uh, but uh, a lot of Aaron Sorkin's success is actually Tommy Schlamme's success, who was his constant director for many, many years. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so a lot of the visual language, like Tommy Schlamme invented the walk and talk. Mm. everyone calls it the sorkin thing but it was not his invention i mean sorkin's writing the words that the people are saying yes but the walk and talk is not but a tommy shlami was was a good director who said just having these people talk and <laughs> and just spout exposition would be boring so i'm going to create the illusion of action by having them walk around yeah and it works really well yeah it does it does uh but that's and and they don't really work as much together anymore is the uh, walk and talk from West Wing? Is that where it started, or is it from Sports Night? It's from Sports Night, really. Okay, like that was the first place it became like a thing, because Sports Night, um, unlike most sitcoms at the time, more and more sitcoms do this now, but uh, was filmed on a single static set. So mm-hmm. they built this entire studio. They built like the offices. They built the set where they filmed the fake show Sports Night on right. Sports Night. 
Um, and it was all interconnected, and so it was one big giant set. Yeah. And so they were able to do things like a walk and talk and have someone move from the studio to his office right. and film that entire process. Instead of a studio, an office, another office all being separate sets. And yeah. Then, and then you want to do a walk and talk, so you have to like build a whole hallway set. Yeah. Like, it's just an actual building. Yeah, speaking of uh, Buffy, which you're not watching, but that's okay. Yeah, I might get to uh, it. But there was a really cool episode in the fourth season um, where they used the fact that their sets were not connected uh-huh. um, to do some really cool camera tricks. Okay. Uh, so so there's, a, there's a dream sequence, and someone moves from one location to another prominent location, um, and they walk through a cave, basically, and end up in one, and it's all a single shot. Oh, nice. And in the director's commentary, Joss Whedon's like, yeah, we just built this sort of like fake thing to connect these two sets that were actually next to each other. Uh, so it would seem dreamlike. Yeah. Where, yeah. Because in dreams, you will find yourself in different locations and not really sure how you got there. Right. And so it's like we just filmed this person walking literally from one to the other as a single take. Yeah, yeah. Using the existing geography uh, of those two sets. I love when stuff like that, like realities about the production of a thing yeah. can affect the in-universe Absolutely. Like, world. Yeah. Um, I really like when... Uh, the U.S. version of The Office mm-hmm. did this really well because that was shot in again a similar sort of an set. office. Yeah. Like it was a full just office building, and yeah. they used that as their set. So like, you Scrubs ha- did the same thing with Hospital. With Hospital, oh, it was just shot in. It a, was shot in a hospital. In a hospital. Um, but like in the office, it lets them do stuff where like if if they're doing like a talking head in the conference room, like everyone is just sitting at their desks working yeah. like the conference room isn't a separate set from the main yes. office and you know so you just see someone in the background like scribbling on a piece of paper or just yeah. like typing on their computer like they all just went to work and did nine to fives inside mm-hmm. of their desks while they shot a tv show around them mm-hmm. they just didn't actually have actual jobs to do well i mean that was their jobs but kind of well most of the most of the extras in the office were also writers on the show oh yeah yeah <laughs> So that's how BJ Novak got famous. Yeah, and then like most yeah. yeah. There was a lot of mixing of like actors and writers and producers. Yeah. Which Thirty all... Rock did as well. Right. Yeah. A lot of the writers in the writers' room were also writers on Thirty Rock. <laughs> right. Thirty Rock did a lot of uh blending of fiction and reality. Yeah. That was part of its whole shit. Absolutely. Um So why are we quitting at eight thirty today? It's a great question that I'd love to answer. So yeah, we have a hard cutoff, which is going to make this recording shorter than usual. Yeah. Uh, it's currently 6 o'clock, and we are cutting off at 8.30. Um, and that's because I'm getting a cat. What? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. Cats are awesome. But I'm getting a cat in a very interesting way. Is it being shot through a cannon from space? No. Kay. Not that interesting. Is it going to come in like a pod and you crack it open? There's a tiny baby cat? Nope. Uh, it's not an alien from outer <laughs> space from the movie franchise Alien. Is it, is it coming from the depths of the ocean like Godzilla? That would not be a cat. That would be a It Godzilla. could be also a cat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, it's, okay. Apparently it's not that interesting. <laughs> um, it's my former cat that is currently okay. owned by my ex-wife, mm-hmm. Jen. Uh, who also owns my former dog. Yes. Uh, she's had both of them since we got the divorce. Mm-hmm. And she decided that the dog the dog and the cat have hated each other <laughs> forever. Okay. Uh, Olive, the dog, wants to eat 
all animals smaller than it. Oh, wow. Um, There's a lot of animals that are probably smaller than your dog. Yes. Uh, in fact, it ate a bird in front of me while I tried to wrestle the bird out of its mouth one time. Wow. Which was a traumatic experience in and of itself. But yeah, it, like, especially for the bird. But it has demonstrated that it will eat anything smaller than it. Okay. Um, and so the cat, whose name is Theo. Mm-hmm. It's a good name. It's a great name. It's a great cat. Yeah. Um, has always had to be separate from Olive. Uh-huh. Like Theo, when we lived together, always had the bedroom and the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And the door always had to be closed. And Olive had the rest of the apartment. And then, so it's the same thing with how Jen, when she's living on her own now. Yeah. And it's not great because Theo doesn't have a whole apartment to himself. Yeah. And he's all cooped up. and It's rough. And whatnot. And the idea was maybe they'd get friendly over time. And it would be okay. And but it, no. And it just never happened. Yeah. So we're going to try. Jen's going to try giving me the cat. Mm-hmm. And she's going to keep the dog. Which is great because I wanted a cat here yeah. anyway. And I already know Theo. Yeah. So tonight at 8.30, 8.45 or so, she's coming over and dropping off the cat. And we're going to give it a couple weeks of a trial and see oh, how he fun. takes to me. And yeah. likes my apartment and stuff. And hopefully it means that each pet will enjoy their, their, their home more. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I don't... I. You don't follow me on Twitter, but I think I put it on Instagram as well today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that on my time hop popped up four years ago. I said I want a cat. Yeah, and then uh, I got Felicity not long after that. I don't know specific dates and things like that, but I have a cat, and she's a handful, but very nice. Yeah, I thought that was uh, a nice yeah, coincidence that it was. You wanted a cat four years ago, according to Instagram. Yeah, and I'm getting my cat back. Yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Now, cats often pick people. Was was Theo your cat, or your person? Was you were you Theo's person, or was it never that distinct? Uh, Theo's person was always Jen. Okay, more than me. Um, Olive's person was always me more than Jen, though. Mm. Um, but Jen always had a much stronger emotional attachment to our pets than okay. I did. That's fair. So when we got divorced, I was fine with her having both. Yeah, because she felt very emotionally that like Mm -hmm. she wanted to have both and that would be good for her and i was like yeah that's totally fine i don't i didn't need any of the pets um but now that it turns out the pets might need separate Mm -hmm. living spaces this will work this is how it's gonna work um i wanted to know your life history with pets and i want to know if there's any interesting (laughs) stories there because i have a very interesting pet history i I have a pretty interesting pet history too i think okay with the caveat that People talking about their pets is always boring, except to ourselves. Yeah, no, it's, uh, so I, that's <laughs> I love talking about pets because people love their pets, and it's always fun to listen to what people yeah. love. So uh, no, I've I've had an interesting history of pets. Um, the one thing that I think is the most interesting, or that to start off with, is I've I've had really four or five, depending on you count, cats in my life, mm-hmm. um, and really with the exception of one. We never intentionally got a cat. Okay. You just uh, ended up with it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of the thing. So so uh, my first cat, and I say mine because she was definitely, like, I was her person. We were very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a cat named Twinkie, uh, which is a great name for a cat. <laughs> Did it uh, look like a Twinkie? No, she was solid white. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the terminology. We did not name her. Okay, uh, uh, so that's important uh, because we don't try and get cats that just show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Twinkie uh, belonged to the fiance of a guy my dad worked with. Okay, uh, whose name was Greg, 
and Greg was marrying this woman whose name I have since forgotten, and I feel bad about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, Greg was super allergic to cats, and she had a cat. Oh yeah. And I don't know, like, what my dad and I, or dad and Greg, like, talked about or decided that we they we would take the cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already had a dog at the time. How old were you? Uh, under thirteen. Okay. Um, probably even maybe ten. Okay. So I was young. Yeah. Uh, but this it was decided that we would try out Twinkies. So she got brought over and she growled at our dog. And I didn't know cats go to growl before that. It was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, but she stayed. Like, she never left. And, and she was my cat uh, until she died. Like, she, even when I went off to college. So she lived a long time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, even for, well, for cat standards, a long time is like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh and she like lived in my room. She didn't. She could leave and she could go and do whatever. And she did, but uh, in her last few years of life, she never left my bedroom. Wow! Uh, like ever, uh, she would sit in my uh, windowsill, like behind my blinds, and you know get sun because it was a the southern window, so you get good sun, I guess. Sure. Uh, and like she would sleep on my bed next to me mm-hmm. uh, as I was growing up. I would say, Twinkie, time for bed. And she would say, meow. And we'd go and she would like lay down next to me and put my hand on her while she slept. That's while very slept. sweet. It was. It was very sweet. Uh, and she was always very much like my cat. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was definitely her person. And we would talk to each other all the time. I still talk to all my cats. Like that's, uh-huh. you talk to cats. Yes, of course. Uh, but she, and she would talk back and things like that. And so she was She was always very sweet. And uh, weirdly, uh, I actually had a dream about her recently. Oh. Uh, it was a sad dream. Because uh, I was me now, as I often am. (laughs) And uh, my current cat, Felicity, was in our apartment and we were doing things. And then Twinkie came out of the closet, uh, which is where she often liked to sleep. When I was a kid, she would hide in the closet and sleep there. Just go away from everything. And I got really, like, upset because I had forgotten about her. I was like, oh, no, you were living in the closet this whole time. And I wasn't taking care of you, and I feel bad for that. Oh, that that is a sad dream. It was. It was sad. And I was Aww. like, oh, I'm so sorry, Twinkie. And then I didn't, you wake up. I didn't and you're mean like, oh. to. And then I was, yeah, I woke up, and I'm like, oh, man, extra sad. Uh, and I still, like, to this day, uh, reflexively, like, when I'm driving home to my parents' house, like, I will look up at my window. Uh, because I would always do that, and I would see her when she was, and, and she's she passed away while I was in undergrad, so almost yeah. 10 years ago. But it's still like one of those instinctual, like I look up things like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was she was very sick by the, at the end of her life. She uh, had, stopped, had stopped eating solid food. Uh-huh. Uh, we had to give her cat milk, which is a, a liquid food nutrient for cats. Hmm. No milk in it. It's just called cat milk. Yeah. Uh, because we tried wet food and she wouldn't eat any, but she'd lick all the juices. And we're like, well, let's try this. And she would do that. But mm-hmm. uh, So that was my first cat. Uh, and while we had Twinkie, uh, when I was in, I was 13, so I was summer camp for the very first year, my first Boy Scout summer camp, uh, my sister was learning to play piano. She decided she wanted to learn to play piano. Uh, my parents didn't want to start off by buying her a piano, because pianos are very expensive. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, so they bought her a keyboard. Uh-huh. And keyboards are, are, you know, electronic keyboards, they do all sorts of things, and you can make them sound like all sorts of different stuff. And so my dad and I were at summer camp, and while that was going on, my sister and my mom were the only ones at home. And my mom was in the kitchen, and she heard 
my sister playing like on the piano and she'd made it make this weird like cat noise it's like oh that's a weird thing <laughs> um and it, would, and it would just every so often she'd just hear meow. and and it was not like consistent it wasn't like playing around it was like she's like Catherine, what are you what are you doing and Catherine was in her bedroom upstairs like nowhere near the keyboard uh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay that's real weird and uh eventually my mother realized that there was a kitten in our garage and like she could only hear it like she she we, we didn't see it didn't wasn't sure where it was wow. or how it got there um very young and uh we would put out food for it a few times eventually i came back from camp so I, this all happened while i was there mm-hmm. uh we would you know put out food and it would be gone in the next day or so but we would never see it and so That's what, we would, so what we would do is we'd put out the food eventually and just stand very still and like try and see where the cat was or where it was coming out or where it was going in. And our garage, like many American garages, was full of junk and there's lots of places for a tiny cat to hide. Mm-hmm. I'm also allergic to cats. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I wasn't as much as a child. I've developed it later in life. Uh, about the time I went off to college. Oh, that stinks. I was away from cats, I think, and that kicked in the immunity when I got back around them. Hmm. I take pills. It's cool. It's not the cat's fault. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so we would do this with the cat we put the food out we stay very still and if we ever moved it would, it would just run away yeah uh, but over over the course of a couple weeks it got more and more used to us and sort of would, would come out and eat anyway and eventually we grabbed it and I just have this amazing memory of my dad who is uh, is now my size like we're about the same size we're big big tall broad shouldered dudes uh-huh. uh huh like got the cat but it was crawling over him. And so like, the memory I have is like of it crawling ar- around on his back, like all of its claws dug in, yep. like trying to figure out where it was going as he ran from the garage into our kitchen uh, to get the cat inside where we could take better care of it. Right. And that's always just an image in my mind that was very funny. Oh, uh-huh, that's great. Uh, and that cat never had a name. Uh, we never named it. Uh, we, we came up with a lot of like nicknames and things, but as uh-huh. we eventually settled on Boy Cat. Or... <laughs> BC, as we would we called him, and that became his like de facto name. Um, I'm fascinated by the naming of pets and how pets develop nicknames and, mm-hmm. and de facto names. Yeah, it's it's incredible to me how like you can name an animal and then never call it by that name. Yeah, well, we didn't we, we didn't name it. We couldn't come up with a name. Yeah. Like, uh, and we kind of liked BC because it stood for a lot of things. Uh, brat cat was another one because uh, he was he was a bit of a brat. That's good. Uh, when he was younger, he had a, his markings on his side looked like a bullseye. So we're like, oh, it's like bullseye cat, uh, and it was BC, and that's what he became. And and BC was very much my sister's cat. Um, okay. Uh, she taught BC to sit on her lap. Uh, she's like, I want a lap cat, and so I'm going to make this cat sit <laughs> on my lap. And he didn't really like it, but he eventually learned to do it, and that's what he did. That's funny. Uh, and he he. Uh, lived for many years as well. He eventually died of kitty cancer, which is always sad. Oh. And by that point, we started calling him Lumpy. Oh, because he had cancer lumps? Because he had cancer lumps. Oh, that's it was sad. Super sad. But we, we, so we, we knew something was wrong. We took him to the vet. Uh, they're like, yeah, it's it's cat cancer, and you can do kitty chemo. And we're like, well, we love we love our cat, but you don't we're going to thousands of dollars. We're going to take him home and make him comfortable. And when he's not comfortable anymore, we'll bring him back, is basically what it ended up being. And yeah. it lasted a while after that. But mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was the cat with no name, which like I'm not even kidding. In college, I wrote a poem called "The Cat with No Name" uh, when he died because I was sad, Aww. and that's what you do when your pets die. Yeah, 
Pets dying is very sad. It is. It's tough, but that's okay. They do. It's it's what they do. But yeah. uh, it's it's okay to feel sad and then not feel sad. Yeah, they live much shorter than humans, so they mm-hmm. die more than humans. Yeah. Uh, On average, they die more than humans. Yeah, but it's like good training for when humans, you know, die mm-hmm. to have known that known pets that have died yeah. already. Yeah. And so BC was our second cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that showed up without us trying to get a cat. <laughs> and so our third cat, we did not have very long. Um, but we got our third cat uh, on a very, it was a very crazy day. Our neighbors had just gotten a new dog. Um, we were very good friends with our next door neighbors. And uh, they always had black labs. Uh, and mm-hmm. they, they had one. And they would, you know, uh, it was a hunting dog. Uh, our neighbor like used it for hunting and trained oh, okay. it, and it was they were very well trained. And uh, Bo, their dog, had passed away. And you again, like you do with any pet, you go through your mourning period, and then oftentimes you get another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'd gotten their next dog, who was a puppy because they wanted to train him, from, you know, train her from a very early age, and you know make her another hunting dog. Right, right. Um, and so Molly was this dog's name, and she was she came over to our house because our neighbors came over all the time. It was her first time there, and she was just losing her mind. She was the happiest puppy I've ever seen in the world. Aww. Um, and there were a few other things happening. I, I, I don't remember the story as well as I did, but it was a very, it was a very chaotic day. Uh, lots of things happening. And Molly, like someone opened the door, and they're like, Molly, like, ran outside. and was just running around in the front yard. Um, and we looked down, and there's a kitten on our doorstep. Why do kittens like your house so much? I don't know. That's weird. It I, was very weird. I've never experienced like kittens just appearing in on my property before, and it <laughs> happened to you twice at least. Yeah, uh, just twice, okay. just twice. Uh, and it was it was a very like there's a there's a kitten here, and the dog was cool about the dog it. Dog was cool about it. Okay. Like uh, dog was just busy. We're, we're wondering about how amazing the world was. Okay. Uh, and and so we brought the kitten in. And we named the cat Chaos because it's a good name. So we actually did name this cat. That's a great name. It's a great name for a cat. Ooh, that's really good. Uh, And at this point in time, we had a golden retriever and we had two cats. Uh, My mom was like, that's enough pets. Three pets is enough pets, especially considering we didn't try and get any pets. (laughs) We did did get our our first golden retriever, actually, was uh, a dog that I had wanted. Uh, Big Kevin, who is, uh, I'm his namesake. I was named after uh, Big Kevin. Uh, who was my dad's best friend growing up. Oh, and, funny. And in college. And I was named after him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Big Kevin had visited, and he had a golden retriever named Chopper. Uh, it was a good name for a dog. And yeah. I was like, man, golden retriever is the best. And, like, not a week after Chopper had left, there was one of those, like, pet adoption things at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And there was a golden retriever there. And guess what we got? <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited. Uh, interesting enough, my family have had a number of goldens since then. Like that's the dog that they they always have. Nice. Um, and they they always rescue them. Always get them from rescue gold the golden rescue of DFW or whatever it's called. Um, and they often get the older ones because they're more mellow. Yeah. You know, getting getting an eight or nine year old puppy is is much better than getting a baby puppy, which is what Lady, our first dog, was. And she was such a puppy that she chewed the walls, literally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like we had, like you know, well, you see on the wall behind you, there's sort of that, like the wall comes out, and there's a corner, and she would just chew on that and like chew it down to the frame. That's incredible. It was, uh, and and it took us like we didn't fix it for years. Yeah, uh, we'd just have chew holes in our walls. <laughs> 
Uh, she was a very active dog, and we had her for many, many years. But so when Chaos showed up, we already had three pets. My mom was like, "That is that is enough pets. We we have three. Yeah, that's that funny. is plenty of pets." And so we had to get rid of Chaos. Uh, and we we eventually found a family for her. But we, you know, we took her a lot of other. You talked her, took her to friends, family, and you know, see if anyone liked it. Um, but the thing that we discovered about Chaos uh, was that she purred. 90% of the time. She was the purringest cat I have ever encountered. Is it because she was always happy or because I think she so. just like, I think couldn't she help just, it? I, it, didn't, like, it didn't seem reflexive. Like it was like you know, she couldn't stop. Yeah. She was just constantly content and purring like a cat. That's awesome. <laughs> um, well, it was, except she always wanted to be like with you as well. Mm. Uh, and we discovered one of the first nights that she was living in our house... That uh, she wanted to like sleep on your head and purr. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had a purring cat on your head. I have. While you're trying to sleep, it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> and so what we discovered the next morning was that all of us had, in sequence, kicked her out of our bedroom and closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> At which point she had moved on to the next available bedroom. So both my sister, my parents, and I. All had, like, said, nope, go outside, we're going to close the door, and she just moved to the next one. That's very sad from the cat's perspective. <laughs> it was! It was very sad from the cat's perspective, and I felt kind of bad about it. But, like, we woke up and was like, oh, she, she tried to sleep in my face, she tried to sleep on my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we ended up giving it to a, uh, a friend of the family and their family who had, who had two younger daughters and were very excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they did, uh, to, to my dismay, uh, rename her. So instead of Chaos, which is a great name for a cat and, and an accurate depiction of the way we found her, they renamed her Purdy. Nah, not, not as, as good, good a name. No. Not as good a name. No. Uh, uh, so those are the, the three cats that, that came into our life. Our, uh, our fourth cat was uh, Deja, who my parents still have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got Deja a little while after BC died. Is uh, that Deja as in Deja Vu? It is. Um and which is an adequate name because she is dumb. <laughs> she yes, is a dumb I cat. I love dumb cats. Uh, she's a rag doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was the first like purebred cat we ever got because again most of ours just showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up buying her off Craigslist because my my sister wanted a cat and she wanted a rag doll. Yeah. Uh, and and the name is accurate. Um, Morgan, who is our little neighbor girl, who's now like going to college, which is weird in my brain. Um, uh, would like pick her up under her front arms and just carry with her legs swinging around (laughs) and she was fine with it Uh, she's a ragdoll and she is just a big gray lump yep Uh, and we did not name her Uh, she came with that name okay but we intentionally sought out that cat Uh, and then that of course leads to Felicity my current cat uh, who lives with me who we did not seek out really (laughs) yes so you desired a cat four years ago, and uh-huh. then a cat came into your life. Yes. Okay, how? So, uh, this was three or so, three or four years ago. Less than four, we know, because of my, my tweet today. Right. Uh, uh, so about three years ago, we'll say. Uh, about 6 a.m., we heard a meowing. A very, very loud meowing outside our front door of mm-hmm. our apartment. And... I was like, that's weird. I open the door and a cat walks in. What the heck? (laughs) 
You the cat whisperer? I must be. Uh, no, uh, Melanie is who we work with. She oh, is. Yeah. She is a cat whisperer. It yeah. is outrageous. She is. Uh, but so this this cat walks in, and it's like, oh hey, <laughs> and we're like, uh, this is this is weird. Uh, and we can tell this is not a stray cat. This is a cat, uh, you know, who's an adult, uh, is well taken care of. You know, her fur is nice. Uh, Amy's father's a vet, as I may have mentioned before, and okay. so like. She's been around cats a lot of her life. She knows what you know a healthy cat looks like. This is a healthy, well fed for, well cared for cat. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're like, well, we have to figure out like who this belongs to. We can't just keep this cat. Hmm. Uh, and uh, there was a vet just down the street from us. So we took her there, uh, which is a very difficult process trying to take a cat in a car. Who doesn't want to go in a car, but she's a very friendly <laughs> cat. But it's just like she's like, I don't want to be in this thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, we took her on the road. Uh, scan for a chip. No chip. No collar. Uh, and we're like, well, uh. Uh, and then Amy says, well, I think our neighbor Taylor has a cat. You know, maybe this is Taylor's, you know. Sure. And so we have Taylor to come and we talk. We talk to her. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my cat. And so she literally, like, our doors are, are 16 inches apart. So okay. she, Felicity was meowing outside of her door. Uh, but we were the ones who answered. Okay. And she was like, cool, new home. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm here now. That's what I love about cats is how much they <laughs> just don't. Uh, and so we gave we gave Taylor Felicity back. Um, I because we didn't know her name. I started calling her Counselor Troy, uh, which is a Star Trek reference. Okay, I have to explain it to you because you've never seen Star Trek. I mean, like, of course it's a Star Trek reference. <laughs> it's a name you came up with. Yeah, uh, but that was not her name. Her name was Felicity. And uh, and then we would see Felicity, and she'd sit in the window. And now, now that we, we knew she was there, she'd sit there, and we. Walk by and I'd wave my finger at her and she'd go, ah, and she'd try and attack it through through the window, which was cute. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you know three four months go by and we hear a meowing outside the front door at like six a.m. and it's Felicity and we let her in and we say, like, oh, you just hang out with us, you know, it's fine. Sure, we'll return we know, you soon. We'll give you back to Taylor when she gets home or whatever. Uh, and it turns out that Felicity had a tendency to just get out. She liked to be outside, and Taylor either wouldn't notice or was just not it was not able to go track her down. She had to go to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she would just let her roam. Uh, but she didn't have a collar and wasn't chipped. And we're going to... Uh, but we would always, you know, take care of her if she was around, Felicity. Yeah. And then one day, Taylor knocked on our door. And she's like, do y'all just want to keep Felicity? Uh, and, and we're like, well... We had to think about it. Let's think about it. We thought about it for a day or two. It was like, yeah, I think, I think we do. Like, it was a big step in our relationship, you know, getting a cat together. Sure, yeah. Uh, but I'd wanted a cat, you know, obviously. And uh, Amy never had a cat before, and so she trusted me for all my cat knowledge. I have actually very little cat knowledge, but... Uh, I mean, you came about most of your cats in very... Accidental ways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just ended up with cats. <laughs> uh, and but so and so we said, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll take Felicity. And it turns out Taylor never actually really wanted Felicity. Mm. Um, she had belonged to somebody else. Uh, she had just had kittens. And uh, a friend had dropped her off at Taylor's to say, like, hey, try her out. Taylor had a dog as well, and they wanted to see if they'd get along together. Uh-huh. And, she, and then her friend never came back and got the cat. And so oh, she wow. had never really wanted a cat. Uh, and so Felicity was, very, you know, in a better home with us who wanted her. Like, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, and now Felicity is a big old brat. And she goes outside three or four times a day. Because uh, Amy works from home most of the time uh-huh. uh, when she's not going to school to teach. And so we just leave our apartment door open and Felicity, you mostly just sit like under the stairs that are right out front of our door or go sit in the grass and chase a bug. 
<laughs> but she just has to go outside a few times a day. Uh, she's not an outdoor cat, but she she's likes to go. She's an outdoor sometimes. She likes to go out. Uh, and sometimes we have to track her down because she'll go wander around. I'm like, no, come back. <laughs> she's like, oh, I wasn't doing much of anything. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. So I've had a number of cats, and rarely was it ever intentional to like have the cat in my life. Right. They just show up when you need me. Do you consider yourself more of a cat or a dog person? A oh, cat person by far. If you were, like, would you get a dog in the future for yeah, yourself? absolutely. Yeah, I, I like dogs a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, Amy and I have talked about it occasionally. The trouble is Felicity is not a social creature. And wouldn't want another no. animal. Uh, well, here's, here's an example of another animal showing up at our door. Uh, you serious? Just recently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so Amy had the door open because uh, our cat was outside. And uh, I was laying on the bed kind of taking a nap. And all of a sudden, there's a dog next to my bed. In, inside? In, in my apartment. <laughs> like, and, and my apartment is structured in such a way that the bedroom is as far away from the door as you can get. Like, they're the opposite ends. <laughs> Uh, And there's a dog. And I'm like, "Uh, there's a dog here. (laughs) Uh, No collar. Uh, It it was not fixed either. It was was an unneutered male, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is not good. You don't want to leave those running around uh, for a lot of reasons. Bob Barker would not enjoy that. No. And the dog definitely seemed lost. Like, he was like, I'm not sure I'm supposed to be. Like, this is, like, very friendly. (laughs) He was like, I don't know. Like, this is something wrong. That's the good thing about dogs is, like, they'll be there, but they'll be like, this isn't right. And the cat's just like, welcome to my new house (laughs) now. (laughs) And so, and, like, we weren't sure what to do. And Amy, Amy, and this is rubbed off on me as well, like, we have to take care of the animal. Like, we have to, we can't just let it go. We can't just say, well, somebody else's problem. And we're going to get out the door. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, we can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and so we're like, well, we can't. Like, this dog is 60 to 70 pounds. A big dog. Okay. Uh, probably in the boxer family. Okay. Uh, maybe a pit mix. There's so many pit mixes here in Austin that it wouldn't surprise me if there was some pit in it. But right. big, stocky dog. Uh, way outside our, our apartment 35-pound weight limit. <laughs> right. And... Uh, we take her to the office, and the office manager isn't there, but the receptionist is there. Um, and she's like, "Well, I'll, I'll take her in. You know, I'll you know check the record, see if she belongs to anybody here. She probably do- he probably doesn't because mm-hmm. it's way too big." Um, we're like, "Okay." And about ten minutes go by, and we see the dog running through our courtyard again. And they're like, "Oh no!" We go talk to <laughs> the uh, receptionist. She's like, "Actually, our policy is I can't keep him because that makes us liable." So I had to just let him go, huh? Which is is valid, but right. we're like, well, we're we're not just gonna let him go. Like we can't do that. Uh huh. Um, he must have had a collar. He did. He had a collar, no tags. Okay. Uh, I know he had a collar because we attached our cat leash to him because <laughs> we have a cat leash because Felicity's an outside cat, and so we've we've toyed with with harness training her so we can take her on walks and things like yeah. that and give her more freedom. Uh, so this little bitty cat leash on a 70-pound dog, dog uh, which was not an effective way to, to get this dog to go anywhere. I mean, it's something. It is something. And and we, we have a tendency, we just call our, we're calling this dog Buddy. It's like, hey, Buddy, you know, we're doing stuff. We take him, we find it an open vet clinic because it's, it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we find an open vet clinic and go see if he's chipped. He's not chipped. And so we're like, well, what, what do we, like, we can't, we can't keep this dog. Yeah. Uh, but we can't let it go, and we don't really want to call the pound. Right. Uh, and so, like, I'm I'm on 
Facebook. I'm on Reddit, the Austin subreddit. Like, hey, I found this dog. Here's a picture. Here's where we found him. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody recommended I use Nextdoor, which is I discovered Nextdoor mm-hmm. as the the local based social media app. Right. Uh, and then someone's like, oh, call three one one. I'm like, oh, okay. And there's a three one app, so I take a picture of the dog and I put it on there for Austin three one one. And uh, you know, describe. You know, hey, it's a dog. It's a brown spot on the side. Uh, he's unneutered, like that's noticeable. Has a collar. Uh, and a couple pictures. And so I get a call a little while later that uh, from 311. And they're like, hey, you know, I'm calling to, you know, verify, do you, do you still have this dog? And I'm like, yeah. Um, so does he respond to the name Buddy? And I'm like, well, <laughs> we've been calling him that. So I'm like, so, so I kind of step away from him and I go, hey, Buddy. And he looks at me and I'm like, huh, yeah, I guess he does. <laughs> It's like, oh well, somebody called and then we. I think I think we found the owner. That's unreal. Yeah, and and she lived in another apartment complex um, near ours, kind of across the street. Um, but he was so lost he couldn't figure. Like we tried to follow him, like we would put on the leash, and he's like, okay, where do you want to go, buddy? Like let's see where you want to end up. And he's like, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep going. I'm like, well, this isn't working. <laughs> uh, you know, hoping he would know his way home, and he had no idea where he was. Oh, poor buddy. Yeah, and. We, you know, we called, or she said, you know, you might want to give your number or whatever. And, like, we contacted that person. Uh, and she's like, oh, thank you. You know, thank you for my dog. And she came over and it's like, definitely doubt. Um, and her, her son had apparently let him out and not closed, closed the gate, which was unfortunate. But yeah. it's a hassle. But he got back to his home, and, and we still see them out walking around occasionally. Well, that's uh, wonderful. But cats and dogs, just animals, just show up in our life. That's so weird. Yeah. Oh, but oh, the moral of that story is we don't we're not getting a puppy anytime soon because Felicity hated every moment that Buddy was in her space. Was Felicity like aggressive towards Buddy? Or oh yeah, just... like we had to separate them. Like we we put her in the bedroom wow. and bathroom and like closed that off because she was she would bat at him, she would growl, she was not happy. I kind of love that characteristic in a cat <laughs> <laughs> uh, because she's she's a very attention starved cat. As you you'll meet her if you come visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, to come record an episode of Catastrophic, the Fiasco podcast, mm. our epic crossover episode, including members of all three of my podcasts. Nice teaser. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Good cross promotion, right? Uh, anyway, so you'll you'll meet Felicity, but Felicity is very attention starved. She needs attention constantly, and other animals in her area is not attention. Right, that's it's a problem. It's competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you want to hear about my pets? Yeah. I told you the Starbucks story, right? Uh, about me not noticing things? Maybe. Uh, we'll put a bullet in it. Okay. Uh, put a pin in it. Put a bullet with a gun. <laughs> put a bullet put in a that bullet story. Put a bullet in that story. Kill it. <laughs> Fuck that story. Tell me about your cats. Okay. So uh, I've had a bunch of pets. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with before cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very too young for real memories, but apparently we had a hamster. Cool. I was very very young. I have an older brother and older sister, so they remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, its name was Pinto Bean. It's a good name. I guess its coloring made it look like a Pinto yeah, Bean. Yeah. Um, I don't know how true this is, but the story amongst the my brother and sister is that my dad got sick of Pinto Bean and then just put him in the woods behind our house <laughs> and that was the end of pinto bean and that like that sounds like a thing that can't be true 
You know what I mean? That like my si- that's like how my siblings remember it. Yes, because they were like six yeah. or seven. But the the story is that yeah, your dad was just like like we're like Pinto we're Bean's annoying. We don't want him anymore. He just put him Bye, in the Pinto woods. Bean. But like also like that might be true. Like based on how <laughs> my dad is, I don't know, and I don't know if I'll ever know. But that was that was the first pet of my kind of sort of memory was yeah. Pinto being the hamster. Yeah. Um I also had some like fish throughout my life, but fish are food, not pets. Yeah. Um So the first pets I really remember uh were two cats mm-hmm. that I got when I was in second grade. Uh this was a time when my mom and my sister were really, really, really into Anne of Green Gables. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing you could be really, really into. Oh, boy, we're but I'm they? excited by it. Um <laughs> Were the cats named Anne and Green Gables? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the cats were named uh Anne and um shoot. Uh oh my god, what's the other main character in Anne of Green Gables? Green Gables? No, oh my god, I can't remember the name of my cat. Clark Gable. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cut this out. I'm looking this up. <laughs> yeah, Clark Ann and Clark Gable. And I keep wanting to say Gimli, but that's my other cat. Yeah, Gimli's from The Hobbit. <laughs> Stop it. It is. It's his father, Glowin. <laughs> Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Gimli is in the Lord of the Rings. His father, Glowin, is in the Hobbit. No, it's just, it's just like I mean, I know I'm Gilbert. Super, Gilbert, that's a great name. Anne and, and Gilbert, Gilbert Gables. <laughs> yes. Anne, Anne of Green Gilberts. Uh, so we got these cats. Yeah. We got them as very young kittens. Mm-hmm. Anne and Gilbert. I don't think they were related, but we got them together. Okay. I for, I don't know where. I was in second grade. Yeah, from a cat box. <clears throat> yeah, from the cat place. Uh, and these were great cats. Uh, unfortunately, they entered uh, our lives at a time when my brother and I were at the height of our like childhood boy uh, psychopath stage. Mm. And we were very bad to these cats. Um, we Poor pl- Anne and Green Gables. <laughs> We played with them a lot, yeah. air quotes, which meant like we like tortured them. Aww. We didn't like hurt them. We were, but you made their lives we, sad. Yeah, we made their lives very sad. We would like throw them around and like, you know, like be in a room with them and like attack them and mm-hmm. just be mean to them. <clears throat> Don't be mean to cats. I really regret that Good. because it had, an, it had a very large effect on Anne's personality. She yeah. became a very kind of scared of people and timid cat Mm -hmm. uh gilbert was fine though um until uh he met his demise um i was it was only like a a year or two later uh that gilbert died Mm -hmm. uh they had become mostly outdoor cats they were like mostly living outside because we lived in like a very rural area like you you had the woods nearby yeah, we had the woods. Uh, but it was very it was a place where you could just have outdoor cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and we realized we hadn't seen Gilbert in a while. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't unusual to like not see them for a day. Yeah. But like Gilbert was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a week or so after we realized this, uh, we've, or it must have been less than that. It must have just been like two days or so. Uh, my brother and I were in our yard 
tossing the football around. Mm -hmm. And then out of a bush comes Gilbert. And we were like, oh, here comes Gilbert. Except Gilbert was uh, maimed by a coyote. And it was a very traumatic experience to see the cat that you love walk out of a bush with like some severe wounds and a missing eyeball. Oh, man. It was really rough. Poor cat. Um, but my Also, da- I guess you, but poor cat. Yeah. Poor, yes, poor cat. Uh, I remember, like, running, screaming into the house. Yeah. And being like, oh, my gosh, Gilbert's here and he's dying. Yeah. And my dad did the dad thing and, like, rushed outside and took him and put him in a carrier and rushed him to the vet. And, and tried to do anything, but... And yeah. put him to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a really traumatic experience with a cat. Absolutely. Um, before Gilbert died, though, him and Anne had some babies. You didn't fix your cats? No, we didn't. I uh, mean, to be fair, we declawed our first two cats, and I feel really bad about that. But <laughs> uh, we did get them fixed. Um, they had some babies, and my mom and my sister were still really into Anne of Green Gables. So it was Anne and Gilbert and the Green Gables? <laughs> yes, and they formed a band, <laughs> Anne, Gilbert, and the Green Gables. Uh, no, these they had three kittens, and they were named uh, Matthew and Marilla. And then the other one was named Morgan. And I think those are all characters from Man of Green Gables. I would not know. Uh, Matthew and Marilla were given away. Okay. Uh, Morgan stayed. Uh, and then Morgan also died traumatically. Aww. This was a number of years later when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade. Uh I came home from school, mm-hmm. and I opened the door to my home, mm-hmm. and the door went like kathunk, and it's because Morgan was laying in front of the door, paralyzed after getting into some like rat poison or something oh. that was in our basement, apparently, and the door like hit him and like oh. rolled over him, but he was still alive, and so this was the the second traumatic cat death in my life uh where i remember morgan just being in like enormous pain from me me Mm -hmm. me maybe breaking his back or something like that and also like dying from rat poison and like having to wait for like a parent to come home and take him to the vet and deal with him uh to this day my siblings kind of sort of half jokingly blame me for killing morgan yeah because i was the one who hit him with the door even though he was already yeah i get it but it was still yeah. Oh. Um, Do you have any good pet stories? Yes. The rest of the rest of my pet experience has been uh, good. Some trauma, but then <laughs> but then joy. So there's good experiences coming. Um, Anne survived all of this. Good job, Anne. Anne continued just being a very sullen, timid, kind of shy cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister Ashley was her person. Okay. Anne really liked Ashley. Spent a, most of her time with Ashley. Um, and stopped being an outdoor cat when Gimli got when yeah. when Gilbert got killed by a coyote. Yeah. Um, Anne never liked anybody but Ashley. Okay. Um, but Anne was the only cat until I started high school. When I was a freshman in high school, we got Gimli. Mm-hmm. Uh, some who you must have named. <laughs> well, I actually didn't. I was advocating for a different Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> Um, we'll get there. Uh, my aunt's 
friend was a cat breeder okay and had some extra purebred himalayan kittens and so we got one of them my grandma got another one yeah my grandma named hers snickers which i think is a very unfortunate cat name i mean it's no gimli gimli (laughs) is the best cat name uh we got gimli Mm -hmm. who uh is white and gray and i was like hey so my family already decided we're getting a new cat and we're naming him after a Lord of the Rings character because this was when my family was all obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this cat's white and gray. You know what character would be great to name him after? Arwen. Gandalf. <laughs> because Gandalf was a wizard known for being Gandalf the Gray. And then after his death and resurrection, Gandalf the White. I was like, hey, our cat like thematically matches with this character. And everyone was like, no, Gandalf's a bad cat name and named him Gimli. Um, Gimli turned out to be a better name though because the personalities matched Uh, Gimli the cat is profoundly dumb Um, (laughs) like dumb like cats are known for being like clever and agile Mm -hmm. quick all that kind of stuff Gimli is slow and stupid he's a purebred and clumsy like just bad at all they've had all the they've all had all the good things bred out so they look a certain way exactly much like deja or ragdoll oh yeah (laughs) yeah um but like gimli is known for like run like getting into fits and like running around the uh, like the house and just being so bad at turning corners that he just runs right into walls (laughs) and like just he he's very 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 stupid but so lovable yeah he was very friendly loved everybody gimli was a fantastic cat um when Gimli ended up becoming mostly my cat mm-hmm. um he lived in the house and I like I went to college and then came back and then my parents moved out of the house mm-hmm. and then me and my sister lived in the house together she had Anne and I had Gimli yeah and then I moved out to move in with Jen mm-hmm. and Gimli came with me okay so Gimli became Jen and my cat yeah um Anne ended up dying a couple years later she was like 18 when she died wow. uh became at that point she was living with only ashley and yeah. became like a very outgoing active like huh. super energetic cat <laughs> in her super old age yeah because she loved ashley so much and she didn't have any like trauma around her yeah <laughs> um but Anne lived to the like a very nice old age and was very sweet and wonderful when she died um gimli became jen and my cat Jen mm-hmm. and mine's cat. Um, and then he got kitty cancer. Oh. Yeah. Which was very sad. Um, and he got it, like, in his face. So he had, like, a lump, like, on oh. his head. Which, like, worked really well with his personality. Because it's like, oh, why is your cat so stupid? And it's like, oh, he has a brain tumor. <laughs> um, but, like, we took him to the vet. And yeah. they tried to do what they could do. And yeah. there was nothing they could do. And we weren't going to get chemo for our cat. Yeah. So he lived another couple months or so and and then we had to put him down but when we found out he had kitty cancer um jen became very very upset by this because mm-hmm. she's the person who gets very emotionally attached to her pets mm-hmm. and like i love i love gimli but yeah. i don't it just wasn't that strong of a connection mm-hmm. um, and she was like well if we're gonna have our pet die like we need a new pet And she didn't want to do the normal, like, your pet dies and you have a mourning period and then you get a new pet. She was like, we need a replacement pet while Gimli's alive. (laughs) 
so that we can just roll into having a new pet. Oh. Which I like disagreed with. Yeah, I don't. That's that's weird to me. It's just not how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, but we got a new cat in mm-hmm. the last couple months of Gimli's life, and this is Theo. Okay. Who is about to become my cat? Yeah. Uh, we got him from a shelter in town where we lived, and uh, he had been just like a stray for a year or whatever until he got picked up by the shelter. Mm-hmm. So he was very, very like not cool with humans. Yeah, like it just didn't like being touched. Was very timid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took him a super, super long time to like warm up to other people but he loved Gimli oh. and would like play with Gimli oh. but like as soon as a human was in the room he would like go hide under yeah, the couch yeah like, nope done with that and uh, Gimli did not care about him <laughs> at all Gimli just like ignored him and pretended he wasn't there uh, and Theo was just like always like begging for attention from, from Gimli it was the sweetest thing um, so Gimli died or we, mm-hmm. we put we put Gimli down and at this point, we had decided we're going to move to Austin yeah. for Massachusetts. And we were moving in like a month. Okay. And so we put Gimli down. Mm-hmm. And we were going to move to Austin with Theo. Yeah. And he was going to be our pet. Uh, and then uh, Theo escaped. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Gimli had always been like a, a half outdoor cat. Mm-hmm. Just went outside all the time, totally comfortable. Just yeah. be outside on his own and he would come back in whenever he wanted. Um, and we wanted Theo to be the same. So we got like a harness and a leash and stuff. And yeah. we wanted to be able to like take him outside. So I was at work one day and Jen went to take him outside and he just slipped his harness and bolted. Oh. And like I like she called me and I rushed home from work. Yeah. And we spent the next like month with like we got traps from the shelter we like yeah. set traps all around like the apartment where we lived and we spent like all our free time like looking for roaming cat. around yeah. the neighborhood and in the woods like putting out cans of tuna and yeah. like checking traps and just like trying to find them and we never found them and we had already like got a place here yeah. and like planned to move and we were like well i guess we're moving without our cat Aww. and it was horrible yeah it was like gimli we just put gimli down yeah like, theo escapes like we were moving it was like this crazy emotional traumatic time yeah so we moved here in august last Mm -hmm. year and jen was like i need a pet yeah and she always wanted a dog we didn't get one because we had cats yeah she was like well now's the perfect time to get a dog so we got a dog in September, like a month after we moved to Austin, mm-hmm. and that dog is Olive, yeah. and Olive is the best, mm-hmm. and I love Olive. And I had never had a dog before, Okay, and I like, definitely like dogs now. Yeah, dogs are great. Because Olive's really great. Olive's really great, except she wants to eat all other animals. Yeah, except for that. Yeah. Uh, so we got Olive in September, mm-hmm. and then in November, uh, one of our old neighbors called us, and they were like, we found your cat whoa because we had like posted signs yeah, and everything. yeah and they were like yeah your cat has apparently been living under my shed for a while and th- somehow they were able to trap him oh wow um with the help of the local shelter yeah they got him trapped and so jen flew home picked up your cat <laughs> picked up theo and brought him back and then we wow. had a dog and a cat in austin it was the most like miraculous that's like crazy. crazy thing um so that's why like like Jen is super attached yeah. to Theo. Yeah. Um but she became even more attached to Olive. Mm-hmm. So that's why now 
you're getting the cat. We're living separately. She feels like they have to be separate for them to both be happy. Yeah. And I'm going to get the cat. Because also, like, I would rather have a cat than a dog on my own. I wasn't planning on getting another dog. Yeah. Dogs, so that's, I mean, dogs are great. Mm-hmm. Remember, you know, dogs, are, dogs are great. But dogs require so much more work than oh, cats. There's so much work. There's so much work. I hate it. Like, cats are, are some work. Yeah. And, like, my cat is high strung and requires additional work because of that. Uh-huh. Like, But it's still so much better. Like, so much less work than yeah. having a dog. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen is Theo's going to come here tonight. Mm-hmm. And he's going to find uh, the most the tiniest smallest hole in my apartment and he's and gonna there. and he's gonna stay there for probably like a month yeah and i'm gonna just put his litter box and his food nearby <laughs> and it, it'll probably take a month before he like he feels comfortable like acclimated walking yeah. out of his hiding place while i'm around yeah because like we just we spent months and months of him just like being super super timid and like yeah. barely doing anything and like slowly become like i've barely even pet him oh wow before and i owned him for like a while yeah many months yeah um yeah we're gonna give it a shot huh. i'm really excited because like yeah. i really really like theo he's very sweet like he took to jen really well when mm-hmm. when when it was just them but he's a he's a british short hair okay uh seemingly very purebred like he looks very much like a purebred british short hair yeah uh which i'd never heard of but are crazy strong i'm googling now i'm not used to cats being strong <laughs> but like so it's a massive struggle to get him in a cat carrier yeah because he like can fight you <laughs> when when he when he was lost that first time jen had him out on a harness that was like nice and tight and he Mm -hmm. slipped the harness yeah and like bolted under a bush and jen like tried to grab him and like he like wrestled her and like cut her (laughs) arm really bad and like hurt her really badly because he's so strong and physical and then just bolted away those are cute cats he looks he looks like that but he's he's got like he's like white and gray and has multiple colors and stuff cool uh he's a great cat I'm yeah. really excited to get him. Yeah, Felicity is apparently a Russian blue, but we only know that because other people have told us that. <laughs> uh, well, and, and if you look up Russian blues, like that definitely looks like her. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of dog Olive was. Yeah. She was advertised by the shelter as a Basenji, hmm. which I'd never heard of, uh, but it's apparently some kind of like african hunting dog kind of thing i don't think she really is or maybe she's very very slightly basenji but i think like they say that oh this dog at the shelter is a purebred basenji so that they get interest in it yeah i was i was gonna show you a picture of felicity but you follow me on instagram so you've seen i've seen seen felicity (laughs) Um, i was like oh let me show you a picture of it you know what she looks like (laughs) yeah uh I don't really i've never gotten the like interest in like what breed your animal is yeah i mean Again, my, my parents have had Goldens uh, for almost my entire life. So my uh, I didn't say this. My first pet was actually um, a dog named Benjamin. Okay. Uh, who I, it was never really my pet. It was in my family. But, like, I was born, and I was the one that usurped attention from Benjamin. So he always hated me. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but, like, I remember him. Like, he lived long <laughs> enough that I remember him being around. Yeah. Uh, and, like, peeing on my toys. <laughs> like, that's a thing I remember. That jerk Benjamin. <laughs> Uh, and he was he was a cockapoo, which is a cocker spaniel poodle mix. 
Okay. So he was he was a little bitty dog. He was maybe maybe twenty. 25 pounds mm-hmm. uh but like furry like a poodle so that really like short hair okay yeah interesting um i mean i i only know that because i've been told that's what he was <laughs> i was more focused on the peeing on my toys but um uh, benjamin was always a fun dog uh, not necessarily to me but because he was my parents engagement dog what does that mean uh so that means that my parents when they were dating were uh, they'd been together for a while, and my dad was going to move to, and I'm probably going to butcher this story, the full finer details of this story, but my Benjamin was my dad's dog, uh, uh-huh. named by my aunt, uh, who also named her son Benjamin, which is a, a funny thing. Far separated, like, but she apparently liked that name. Still weird. <laughs> Still weird. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, we, we pointed that out to her. He's like, you named your son the same thing you named our dog. <laughs> <laughs> Many years later. I don't think she even remembered. But uh, my dad had, had Benjamin. was owning him. I'm sorry. I'm scratching my nose. I'm sniffing like freaking Donald Trump over here. I don't have any pets in here. I don't know, I don't what, know what it is. To. Yeah. Uh, sniffing like Donald Trump. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and my mom was under I'm interrupting you. <laughs> Thanks, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> wrong (laughs) my mother was under the impression my dad was going to uh propose and my parents never really had like uh i never if they did i never really knew like my parents having like a great romantic proposal engagement sort of thing uh i think they were like you want to get married like okay cool Mm -hmm. um but my dad was going to be moving to salt lake city uh they both lived in oklahoma they were they met at oklahoma state university Mm -hmm. where they both graduated from but he's moving to salt lake city and uh, they went out for a nice dinner at a pretty nice restaurant. And my dad said, Kim, will you? And she said, yes, take care of Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, that actually happened. Oh, that's rough. Uh, and they eventually got married and worked out. But that was, it's like, I got to move. Would you, would you take my dog? That's awkward. Uh, and so Benjamin was my family dog for, for many, many years. <laughs> Uh, but when I was around, you know, I, I, the dog that again, we got was, was Lady, who was our first golden retriever. Uh, we got as a puppy and then had her until she died, which is a number of years. And then, like, since then, my parents have always rescued older golden retrievers because they just love that dog. Yeah. Um, and they have lots of different personalities and things like that. And we're not intentionally seeking out, like, purebred golden retrievers or getting stories. We're definitely the rescue family. Right, right. Uh, especially our cats. No kidding. But um, we just always ended up working with the Golden Rescue. And I just got a new puppy. And I say puppy, he's like 10. Uh, his name's Ernie. And he's a super cutie. Ernie's a really good dog name. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm I'm probably going to drive up to, to Dallas this weekend uh-huh. uh, to go see my family. So I'll get to meet Ernie. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, he, is, he is a 60 to 70 pound dog and a lap dog. Aww. Like he likes to sit on my mom's lap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about renaming pets? Like, if you get a pet from a shelter or from another person, like you took Felicity, yeah, and her name was already Felicity, yes. And you did you consider renaming her? No. Or okay, no. Um, so there's it's it's an interesting thing. Like, if you're getting a pet from like a box of puppies, like someone who did not get their 
pet spayed or neutered, and now there's extra puppies, and they've given them, like, names. Yeah, it's okay to rename them. But if you're getting a cat who has, like, or a dog who's, like, had a name, Uh you don't get to change that. Okay. Like, that's, that's my take on it. But do you think they know? A dog might. Felicity knows her name. Felicity was already like a couple years old yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like if their name is known, like if they don't know their names. Right. Twinkie knew her name. BC knew his. Deja knows hers. Like yeah. all of my cats know their name. Yeah. So we got all of our pets without names. Mm-hmm. Just like when they were super young, like Anne and Gilbert and yeah. Kelly, they were yeah. all just like super young, and no one had really named them. So mm-hmm. we got to name them. When we got, when we got Theo, we got him from a shelter, and I think the shelter gave him the name. Well, often shelters will give pets names yeah. for Just bookkeeping purposes, to, to advertise, yeah. to call them something, yeah. So the shelter gave him the name Brutus. Brutus is a good name. Which is a pretty good name. It's a pretty good name. And like, he kind of looks like yeah. a Brutus, because like, he's like short yeah, and stocky. stocky. Yeah, Um. But it just wasn't the name that we wanted. Yeah. So we came up with Theo. I, I really wanted to keep the tradition of uh, naming my pets after Lord of the Rings characters, but Jen wouldn't yeah. have any of that. I, I understand. Just the kind of thing that happens like when you're in a serious relationship, like you don't get to pull shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, but then when we got Olive, Olive had like been astray and then had been fostered mm-hmm. and had been given a name by her foster that had her for like a month or two yeah and it i even forget what that name was now uh but we changed it to olive when we yeah. got her but well, i feel I, like I've that's got a, like, i've got a friend who's fostered dogs and again they they give them a foster name basically yeah. but often that name gets changed i feel like we were like just at that limit where yeah it's like a month or two of a foster name and then you can take it and yeah. change it i'm gonna think my my so deja we, again we've we've named one cat we named chaos <laughs> we didn't really name bc that's uh-huh. just the name he got uh-huh. uh deja came with a name all of our adopted pets have came with names you know from shelters and we never renamed them yeah um never really felt the need to right uh my sister got her cat george from the shelter his name was george george yeah he's he's a good cat i like uh the trope of super human names (laughs) for animals like george or felicity that's a but felicity's not like a super common human name it's from that tv show uh, that's right. what I'm pretending she's named after. Like I don't know. That's what she's named after. To you, that's what. Although she's named I discovered uh, through listening to another podcast, mm-hmm. there is a a super weird French or German animated film about cats. Okay. Called uh, Felidae, F E L I D A E. I think. Okay. It's based on a book of the same name. Uh huh. Um, that is an R-rated animated film about cats what makes it r-rated the sex and violence amongst cats yes so like the cat on cat sex and cat on cat violence is so extreme that it's r-rated that it's there at all oh i think well i mean the violence is pretty gruesome like i i skimmed through it on youtube i couldn't watch the whole thing because it was kind of gross cats can be violent yeah 
Well, and and the the structure of it is is a cat noir. What? Like there's a like there's a cat murder. Like there's a cat that gets murdered, and another cat who's a detective has to go like solve it are they wearing outfits no these are just cats in the world of humans like this exists in our world and then they're filmed and then they well they're they're animated so it's animated animated. uh so but they you know they talk to each other and they're intelligent and sentient but they all like they're not anthropomorphized at all they're just cats Okay. Um, I mean, there's a little bit, obviously, to make them be able to talk and, you know, move their mouths and things like that. But mm-hmm. they, they mostly just look like cats. And, you know, there's there's some pretty gruesome cat murders uh, that this guy's trying to solve. Um, and, oh. it, and it turns out that there are... Um, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I'm kind of piecing this together. Like, uber felines? As opposed to, like, ubermensch? Like, people... Like, cats... <laughs> Like who were experimented on and are trying to become like the, the ultimate the cat. ultimate cats and like are killing other cats. Um, and there is a cat sex scene basically out of nowhere. What? Uh, What's this called again? Felidae. Okay. Um, and it looks not dissimilar from the Aristocats. Like the style of animation <laughs> is not too far removed from like that level of like right cat reality and cartoonishness, and yeah, but it's dark and violent. Yeah, I kind of that sounds like something I'd be interested in seeing. It's like yeah, it was on YouTube, um, and it was like fascinating That's and so weird. weird. Um, and there is a Russian blue named Felicity, who is a character. No way. Yeah. Do you think Felicity's named after that? I kind of maybe do. That would be so It would funny. be, like, it's way better than naming her after the TV show. Like, whatever. But, yeah. like. Named after a character in some dark, weird, sexy, violent cat movie? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It was, it was a weird thing that I discovered. <laughs> Um, I'm super excited and I'm really grateful that I'm going to be able to, to take care of Theo. Yeah. But I am missing out on the ability to get a brand new cat mm-hmm. and name it after a Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> <laughs>